0: like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act, and when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad, hollin' to the Buffs with
1: my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Welcome into the, DMV the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm and we have so much to talk about today. Um... Honestly, so <laughs> much to talk about that's it's a little bit overwhelming. Uh, worst case scenario, we'll push some of it over to tomorrow. Um, heard from Brian Michalowski, the linebackers coach today, as well as Carson Wells. And, uh, oh, Mark Perry. Of course, Mark Perry. Uh, going to touch on briefly what they had to say. Uh, there's a new Buffs depth chart out today. We're going to be getting a new one every week now that we are uh to this point where there are football games and there's uh there's some fun stuff going on on it uh some pretty disappointing things too the big one being that Alex Fontenot was listed as injured and that's not good but we'll get to all that i also want to talk about the UCLA game um obviously because it's UCLA week Uh, today was the day that I planned on going through what we really need to know about that. And then we kind of build throughout the week, but there's a lot going on. And so I'm not really sure how much of that we're going to get into, uh, hopefully quite a bit, but we'll see, uh, before we start by talking about what we learned today, I want to tell you guys about green mountain dental group, green mountain dental is the place to go for all of your dental health needs. Uh, they're they're great people. It's a family-owned dentistry. They're huge Colorado sports fans, and uh, they're offering an awesome deal for DNVR listeners. Uh, if you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. So make sure you take care of that. Green Mountain Dental. Is located in Lakewood. It's only fifteen minutes away from downtown Denver. It's really convenient. They do a great job. They have great reviews. So make sure you get out there and make sure you get your free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam. All right. uh So started off with Carson Wells. Who we'd heard from uh, a couple of weeks ago. It all camp really does run together. Um, he said that his kind of overall feeling of camp was that it started off kind of rough. Um, everybody was a little bit out of shape, but they that by the end he feels like they really found their rhythm and they're really ready to go heading into game week. Um, let's see. Is there anything else broad about him? Uh, he said that he, he did have an injury last year. He said that he went through the offseason trying to focus on being more limber, which I really like, not just because of what it means for him, uh, health wise, but also because when you're those edge rushers, uh, it, you need to be <laughs> able to bend. You have to be limber. You know, you think of like the prototypical guys like Von Miller, his best attribute is just how limber he is. Uh, so it's good to hear that Carson's working on that. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's it on the broad stuff. Um, Oh, he did say that everybody got a lot better late last year. And the big difference late in the year was that everybody was reacting more than they were thinking. They'd kind of done all the thinking beforehand. And so they could get out there and just play, you know, pretty typical football stuff. Uh, But it is good to hear that that is what he felt as well as everybody else. Um, He talked a bit about this week. Uh, Against UCLA, we'll get into all the details with UCLA, but uh, in case you guys aren't, like, huge UCLA followers, you don't know what's going on, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, is one of the better dual-threat quarterbacks um, in the Pac-12, very fast, Um, and Carson said that they need to really focus on setting the edge because of how physical they are up front, how heavy they like to be in their personnel, um and how they like to get those big runs to the outside after kind of bruising you up the middle which is going to be different this year um but then when it comes to DTR uh, those pass rushers those edge guys really have to focus on keeping him in the pocket um not a huge surprise but it is what you want to hear I guess um uh, he said that it's going to be tough not playing in front of all the fans um, he said that uh, Folsom was a huge advantage last year, um, particularly late in the season, um, those last couple of games. And, yeah, that's basically it from there. Uh, talking to Brian um, he said the same thing. Got to keep DTR in the pocket. Um, you know, he talked about how he has elite arm talent. Um, you have to be aware of him at all times. Uh, he has puts a bunch of zip on the ball, um, and that he's certainly been improving throughout the years, and that he really improved throughout last season as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's kind of the early coaching staff view of dtr we'll be hearing from carl Durrell tomorrow and we can hear more from him uh and i believe we're going to hear from both of the coordinators on wednesday and that should be it for the media availabilities this week if i'm remembering correctly um oh i mean there'll be players in there as well but uh Let's see. Oh, he talked about Carson Wells. Said that Carson is developing. Uh, for him, he's been adding more pass rushing moves, um, and that that's something that really all of the outside linebackers had more of a chance to work on throughout this off season. Just talking about the details in the calls, talking about hand placement and those sorts of things. Um, talked about how great Carson is because of his physicality, his ability to just go head on against offensive linemen. Um, and that really was a great off season for Carson and the rest of those guys, um, across from Carson at the other outside linebackers spot. Um, they said, it's been a competition. They have very high expectations for guy Thomas, uh, worth noting also said that Jamar Montgomery has flashed, um, and that he has become more comfortable. Josh Gustav has been impressive a- as well. Um, and then with the freshmen, he said some nice things about them. Jason Harris in particular, they're trying to put a little more weight on him. Uh, they might add a role for him this season if it's necessary. Um, but he did seem like the kind of prospect who might take just a little bit of time, um, basically just to fill out because he is so long and tall. Um, and then said that the the biggest difference, the thing that he has to do the most is try to teach the details to guys once they get to college because so many of them can just physically dominate whoever's across from them in high school. You got to refine it. You got to know your job. You got to do all that kind of stuff once you get to college. Uh, Mark Perry uh, said that when you're playing DTR, there are a couple things you have to worry about, obviously the legs, but also the deep ball. Um, and that because of the legs these dbs know that they have to cover longer um they have to be ready to stick with somebody for a while because dorian thompson robinson he extends plays um also said that uh he knows a bunch of guys on the ucla roster um and so for him this is a, a an extra fun game um let's see oh we got to know christian gonzalez very well um while they were in the bubble together um because they played Madden together. Mark said that basically every day he was going over to Christian's place to play Madden. Christian's a pretty quiet guy. It was good to get to know him. Um, But also now that they're out of their hotel bubble, it is very good to be home. And then he emphasized the same thing all the DBs have been emphasizing, and that is the versatility, the ability of so many of those guys in that secondary to do so many different things. Um, Important this year in particular because – You are more likely to see guys miss games because of COVID, um, but also just because you have a better understanding of what's going on around you. Um, So that was what we learned today. Really want to just fly through that because we do have so much to talk about. We're going to be getting into this depth chart next. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff, including some big news about Christian Gonzalez, who we were just talking about. We'll get there after I tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the place to go for all of your beer needs. Um, They make really good beers. They're official beer of DMVR. They're based in Colorado, and uh, they've expanded. They've grown so that you can now find their beers in 36 different states. So even if you're an out-of-state Buffs fan, then you can still be checking out all these great beers. Uh, I recommend the Strawberry Sky. I like the Vanilla Porter, the Avalanche. And if you want to try any of those or any of the others, you can use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. It'll ask you to select a type of beer and then you put in your zip code and it'll tell you like on a map, all the different places where you can pick up whatever beer you want to try. And then also on like a list and you could just figure out which one of those is where you want to go, grab your beers and then drink them and watch the buffs. Um... It's really good stuff. and Again, really recommend them. Official beer of DMVR. Supporting our partners is supporting us. So buy yourself some Breckenridge beers to watch this game Saturday night. Also, the season is in full swing and the action is still unfolding. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, This is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver's taking on Atlanta in a clash of two high-flying offenses, so get in on all of the action now. Um... On top of these great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code RAINBOW when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code RAINBOW during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 okay notes from this depth chart uh so the way this works is basically every week it sounds like on mondays we're gonna be getting the uh notes packets uh which are basically like all the information that you can need i think the depth chart was located it was like page 57 or something of the uh oh so i here's the thing i tweeted this but uh didn't read any responses okay Sometimes, sometimes things can get a little bit chaotic when there's something like an injury on a new depth chart. Um, But yeah, so, so much information. I'm going to be going through all that. They'll have like cool things like back in whatever year these two teams played with coaches who had the same initials. And when that happened, this, you know, that kind of stuff. And some of it's kind of dumb. Some of it's pretty useful, but they throw it all in there so that you're never missing anything. Honestly, also, I should say, because um, we don't say it's enough. The Buffs sports information staff is always awarded um, for how great they are. Like, they'll, they're like the different, like the pro football writers and the other football associations. They'll all, like, put out their lists of, like, who's the best. It's always, like, Colorado up there in the top ten. Um, and you understand why when you see how much work goes into these packets. Um, all right. This depth chart, though, uh, let's get the bad news out of the way. The bad news is that Alex Fontenot is listed as injured. Um, I don't have any information about what that injury is. This is the first I've heard about it um, or anybody else. So we'll definitely ask about that tomorrow uh, when we hear from Carl Durrell. It sucks. Alex Fonteno was going to be the featured piece of this offense um and it it does affect Colorado's chance of winning against UCLA. You know, the the more I learned about UCLA while getting ready for today's podcast, the the more I like the Buffs chances. This hurts though. This really hurts. Um only other new addition to the depth chart is Austin Johnson, the center. He was. I guess we don't know how much of a backup he was, but he was a backup center. Um so into the good news. Let's let's stick with running back. So we'd heard about Jarek Broussard having an incredible camp, about how the Buffs haven't had anybody like him in a decade. They've never seen they haven't seen this sort of explosiveness in a decade. This is their first home run threat. In that long, uh, Jarek Broussard with Alex Fontenot out is listed as the starter. Right now, the depth chart goes Jarek Broussard, Jaron Mangum, Joe Davis, Ashad Clayton, Jaylee Stacks. Disappointing to see Ashad Clayton down there that far, for sure. But it's early. I think that they're going to find a way to get him some touches. Um, at some point, somehow, it's going to happen. I think that it's going to be pretty quickly. Um, let's not let everything go to hell because he's the fourth, even with Alex back, please, guys. Um, so, yeah, Jarek Broussard, number one. Jaron Mangum, number two. Joe Davis, number three. Um, an- an- another speedier option at running back, um, which is interesting. And we'll just have to see how this all shakes out. Yeah. Um, not a huge surprise that that's where we are with these running backs, and seeing how it shakes out. But it is interesting to see it. This is how that list winds up. You know, after all the praise that Jarek Broussard has gotten, even I was still thinking, like, okay, but but prove it to me. Like like you say he's doing all these things, and that you think he can continue to do all these things in games, then then put him up there on your depth chart. And they did. Um, and I think that that should be incredibly exciting um because again he has been getting compared to the the third no second leading rusher all time for the buffs um it's it's an exciting time for these running backs even with alex font out although that does really suck uh moving along from there a couple other big notes um wide receivers the starters are who we expected dimitri stanley Katie Nixon and Daniel Arias. The number twos, though, that's where things get really interesting. Brendan Rice listed behind Daniel Arias. Uh, Also have Jalen Jackson and Maurice Bell listed behind Katie Nixon and uh, Dimitri Stanley. Um, But Brendan Rice being up there, honestly, not a huge surprise. I've said this before, like, when he was a freshman, in high school, he didn't belong on the same field as everybody else. He he was bigger and faster and stronger and just ragdolling guys as a freshman playing varsity football. So it, it isn't, like, too surprising to see him make that leap. Um, it is really, really, really exciting, though. Um, for those of you who are new to this podcast, who maybe took the offseason off from following the Buffs, um, which is almost impossible with all the crazy things that have happened with the Buffs. Like, you look anywhere, there's something crazy going on. Um, but Brendan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice, um, one of the the biggest uh, recruits for the Buffs this year in terms of name recognition, but also in terms of, like, just recruiting stars. Uh, he's... He's looking like he's going to be seeing the field on Saturday. That's what I see. Um, right behind him, though, is Vonte Chenault. Uh, we haven't spent too much time on this because it's not really worth spending time on, but he got a DUI over the summer. You wonder if he's buried because they aren't going to play him in the first game or in the first half or how they're going to manage that situation. Um, but Brendan Rice... Listed with the twos and the buffs are going to be rotating receivers. Keep an eye out for number two. He looks a lot like Visca, just taller. Um, yeah, it's just one more reason to be excited. I can't believe we're only a few days away. Um, offensive line was what we expected. Will Sherman, Kerry Cooch, uh, Colby Purcell, Casey Roddick, Frank Phillip, um, among the backups, no real surprises. Um, basically everything shook out the way you would expect tight ends Brady Russell is number one as was expected Matt Lynch was number two as was expected didn't really know what to expect from there though and uh we got CJ Schmansky at number three uh and that's probably as deep as the rotation goes I would expect Nick Fisher the grad transfer is number four um so, yeah, that's what's going on. Oh, interesting note at quarterback, though. Just because this depth chart is expanded, if anybody wants to see it, you can go to my Twitter feed, and it's on there. Um, but at quarterback, Sam Neuer, number one, Tyler Lytle, number two, Brendan Lewis, number three. That's all what we expected. Mike Chandler, number four. You'll remember over the summer, I was really excited about Mike Chandler when he committed as a preferred walk-on, I believe. Um, just an electric quarterback out of Texas, um, only 185 pounds, probably not going to see him, but a name worth knowing as we go forward. Uh, defensively, uh, Guy Thomas lists the starter as he had been, an outside linebacker across from Carson Wells, uh, Jamar Montgomery behind Guy, Josh Gustav behind Carson, both those make b- a bunch of sense, that's what we expected. Um, defensive line starters are the three you expect. Mustafa, Jalen Sami, Terrence Lang, uh, backups, or at least your number twos are Justin Jackson, Lloyd Murray, Jeremiah Doss. It'll be interesting to see what the rotations look like. I expect to see some fluctuations, uh, among that defense, just because there are so many guys who have experience you know austin williams for example is listed as the fourth string nose tackle but he got playing time last year um because of injuries and i think that there really are a lot of guys that the coaches are willing to put in um but we'll see how exactly the defense is used or defensive line is used um i don't know that we've asked i think we have asked chris wilson he wants he wants a stable of defensive linemen same strategy as last year. That's what Jimmy Brumbaugh did too. A lot of rotating with those guys. Uh, that'll be the same. Uh, there will be a lot of opportunities for guys to flash. Um, linebackers, Nate Lamb and Akil Jones. That's what you expected. Their backups, John Van Deest and Marvin Hamm. That's what we expected. Uh, secondary, though, is where things get really interesting on the defense. So... The big news, Christian Gonzalez, the true freshman, is starting at cornerback. (laughs) And that's going to be so much fun. Uh, 6'2", 200, he's a very lanky cornerback. He's a prototype type of guy. Um, And somebody who has a a real, I mean, all these guys in the secondary have a, a good shot at the NFL. I mean, obviously, they aren't all going to make it. But you could talk yourself into any one of them without too much work. Um, But Christian Gonzalez is pretty close to just a straight-up blue-chip prototype cornerback. And, uh, you know, that that isn't to say you should expect him to be starting as a true freshman. Um, But it is impressive that he is starting Um, and it's exciting as well. Um, The rest of the starters, so other cornerback spot, it's Makai Blackman. The two safeties will be Darian Rakestraw and Mark Perry, and your star back will be Chris Miller. That means that there are a few guys on the bench who you really didn't expect on the bench. Uh, K.J. Trujillo, for example, is the backup strong safety right now. Obviously, he can play cornerback. Um, He played a lot of cornerback last year, started a about half the season I think um uh you also have Tariq Luckett who's your number 2 right cornerback behind Makai Blackman he will be seeing the field at some point as well um so yeah there's there's a bunch of a bunch of depth in the secondary where there was almost no depth last year um I should say the backup starback is Curtis Appleton who we haven't spent much time talking about at all. Uh, A junior, you know, it could be one of those situations where they move people around. If something were to happen to Chris Miller, who knows? Um, But that is also news, that he is in the two deep. Uh, I think that that's everything in the secondary we want to get to. Special teams-wise, kicker, punter are, who you expect, James Stefano and Josh Watts. Uh, Maurice Bell will be on the kickoff return. Chris Carpenter is the number two returner. They'll have two guys back there. I'd assume. Uh, so those will be the two that are back, uh, to return kicks. Dimitri Stanley will be the punt returner, uh, with Chris Carpenter backing him up. And, uh, yeah, Matt Lynch is the holder. Do we care? Oh, coverage return unit regulars. This is an interesting one. Um, listed five guys, uh, Isaiah Lewis, Joe Davis, John Van Deest, Ray Robinson, Mr. Williams, Mr. Williams is the exciting name there probably because he's the true freshman. He's somebody we haven't seen. Um, I don't believe he made it onto the regular depth chart. There it is. Nope. Um, so he's outside the top three at linebacker. Um, but it will be fun to see him out there on the field as well. So that's pretty much everything. Big news is Christian Gonzalez starting. Alex Fontenot uh, being listed as injured. Again, don't know anything about the time frame or any of that. We'll figure it out soon, I'm sure. Um, but Jarek Broussard starting at running back in his place. And that could be a very good thing. Um, if If you're looking for somebody to buy stock on right now, Um, I would say Jarek Broussard. You know, Christian Gonzalez is a good one, too, as a freshman who's starting. um, But I really think that Jarek Broussard, Brendan Rice, I guess, is another good one, um, is going to do some big things this year. Uh, Yeah, all right. I I think that's all we had to get to there. Oh, good. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about UCLA because I have a bunch of, like, initial thoughts that I want to get out. And we're going to do that after... I tell you about MSU Denver online. MSU Denver online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs and some of our very own staff members at DNVR taking MSU Denver classes on or MSU Denver online classes this summer. Harrison Wind has been taking these classes and he says that the professors have been incredibly engaged and that they are extremely responsive to emails, questions and concerns. Uh, he said that many of the teachers work in the same field that you're taking the class in and that makes them a, a perfect option for networking um ...as you go about whatever it is that you're trying to do... ...as you educate yourself at MSU Denver Online. He also said that the course content is very relevant. At MSU Denver Online, you learn about things... ...that you can use outside of the classroom. Real-life skills to use in the workplace... ...and not bullshit fodder that you'll never apply... ...after the class is over. You don't feel like you're wasting your time... ...or burning money on stuff that isn't relevant... ...to the subject that you're studying. The course content is updated... So what you're learning is topical. If you want more information about MSU Denver Online, there are more than 40 online programs that can get you a degree, or there are more than 700 online courses um, that you can take on your path to one of those degrees, or just because you're interested in them, then you can go to msudenver.com online, or you can reach out to Harrison Wind or Allie Monroy at DNVR, and they will give you all of the information that you're looking for. Uh, so again, msudenver.com slash online for all that information. Okay. Um, UCLA. Wow. I can't believe it's finally game week. Uh, it's so exciting. And I am so glad that you guys are all here because I have a lot to say about this UCLA team. So we've already talked about Dorian Thompson Robinson a little bit. And that really is where things are going to start with this team, and maybe even end with this team, especially offensively. Um, it's it's easy to look at this UCLA team that beat up on Colorado last year and say, "Uh oh, this could be kind of tough." You know, I think Vegas has the line still set at six and a half points in favor of UCLA, uh, even though the game is being played in Boulder. But if I'm being totally honest, like I don't think that that's right. At the very least, this should be a pick-em, and I think that the Buffs should be favored. I know that they don't have their quarterback situation figured out, but this UCLA team, there isn't a lot to like about it in my mind. You know, you, you look at the problems that the Buffs had last year. Uh, they lost that game, like I think it was 31-14, um, and... You know, the the offensive problem was the same offensive problem that the Buffs had a lot when Steven Montez was the quarterback, and I'm not really sure what that problem was, but you kind of know it when you see it. Like, you look at the field, and you're just like, what is happening out there? Like, n- nobody's coming open. The routes take forever to develop. It's a three-man rush that somehow gets to the quarterback. Steven does that thing where, like, he rolls out one way and then tries to roll out the other way, but in doing so just kind of, like, runs back toward his own end zone, and then all of a sudden you're 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. You know, it it was just, like, a whole bunch of the really bad things that sometimes happen to the Buffs that I just can't explain. Um, You know, the first drive, for example, Um, actually... Alex Fontenot missed the game last year as well. So Jarek, not Jarek Broussard, sorry. Uh, Jaron Mangum started the game. And, you know, the first play was like Jaron Mangum plunging into the line of scrimmage, picking up three, four yards. Second play was a ball to KD, kind of close to the sideline, 15, 20 yards downfield, just bounces off his hands. Then the third play was um, another ball to KD. This time KD was like just past the sticks and Steven just air mailed it over his head. And then it's a three and out. And the Buffs actually had three straight three and outs. And that led to them being down 17 zip in the first quarter. And so that it was pretty tough to watch, if I'm being honest. But, um... If, if that's what the Buffs offense does again, then yeah, they're going to lose this game. And we don't know if that was like a Steven Montez problem, because this type of thing seemed to happen all the time in the past, and maybe it's a Buffs thing, and who knows. But whatever it was, it's disgusting, and maybe that's what Vegas is seeing, is that like half the time the Buffs just take themselves out of the game in the first quarter, and then that's just it. And then the other half, they give themselves a chance to keep playing the rest of the game. Um so while they did get like blown out last time, you look at this UCLA team and I just don't know what there is to like about it if I'm being totally honest. Like y- you look at the offense and it's Dorian Thompson-Robinson and he can do a lot of things, but it's not like he's in the upper echelon of Pac-12 quarterbacks. You know it's possible that he'll take a step forward this year as a junior, his third year as a starter. And if he does, I will be very happy for him because he's a very talented person. But he hasn't really given you much of a reason to think that he's going to put all the pieces together. He'll he'll give you the flashes. He might connect on a deep ball for a touchdown. He, he might run for 40 yards or 50 yards for a touchdown. But play in and play out. There just isn't enough there. And then you throw in all the mistakes, you know the the turnovers, the dumb turnovers, just the the fumbles more than anything. You know, you can live with a couple of interceptions. You can't live with just dropping the ball. Um So I think that that is an important note, is that Dorian Thompson Robinson could turn out to be a very good quarterback. And if that's the case, then you start to see why UCLA would win this game. Um, ignoring him though, you look around this roster and it's again tough to see anything you really like. Um, look at the running backs, for example. So Josh Kelly was there last year, he had a monster year. Um, I'm not sure what the numbers were, but he was right up there with any running back in the country. Uh, He's now, is he starting? I think he started a couple games. He isn't starting anymore, I don't think, for the Chargers. Um, But with him gone, I think that you lose a lot. I mean, obviously you lose an NFL running back, and not just a NFL running back, a bell cow back, somebody who you can hand the ball off to every single play and grind a team down you know the the Bruins spent a lot of time last year in pretty heavy personnel with a couple of tight ends out there Um, and and I think that what made them so scary in a lot of ways was that you have these tight ends who obviously are blocking and are making it easier for your running back Josh Kelly who can stress the metal middle of a defense because he is so big and strong and powerful. He can just carry guys for seven yards and give you a second and three. Meanwhile, you also have DTR out there who can pull the hand off and attack the edge. He can just sprint. And before you know it, he's already around your defense and trying to make it upfield. Well, with Josh Kelly gone, you don't have as much of a power threat. I mean, now almost all these running backs are unknowns. Um, And not to mention, you know, those tight ends, one of them, Devin Asiasi, is now being an important part of a a mediocre Patriots team. He's gone. So is their number two tight end. And so that's a big question mark as well. Do you have the guys who can provide receiving threats and blocking options I'm not so sure. Maybe UCLA just has more of those guys on the way at the very least. This will be their first real game getting as much work as they're going to be getting back to the running backs though. Josh Kelly's gone, but now you have Demetric Felton. Um, he's scary. He's one of the better playmakers in the PAC 12. Ah, He's, he's close to being one of the better playmakers. I'm not sure if I can put him up there quite yet. Um, but he's more of a gadget guy. Somebody who you put at receiver, put at running back, move around, get mismatches for. He's not somebody that you hand the ball to over and over and over again. And, you know, against the Buffs, when he was running the ball, things, I, at least I haven't looked at the numbers, but I from my what I saw, things went pretty well for the Buffs. You know, he doesn't have great vision. He doesn't have like that contact balance to get through things. What he does have is the ability to catch a little swing pass, um, make a guy miss, and get upfield. Like, he is very, very good in space. In between the tackles, he hasn't really shown anything. And I guess I'm pretty sure they just released... Um, let's see. Their depth chart today, too... I'm going to pull that up just because I'm curious. Uh, buff step chart, buff depth chart. Oh, here's the UCLA. One. Um, Britton Brown. So they have a grad transfer six one two ten. So, I mean, if, if he's able to fill Josh Kelly's shoes, then yeah, this offense might be all right. Um, tight ends. They got two sophomores trying to replace those two that they lost. Don't love that. And then the offensive line is a massive problem. Um, lost a bunch of guys from last year. Um, I believe they're actually going to be starting like a a former walk-on. They have almost no depth. Throughout this entire roster, there's almost no depth. And honestly, like, they don't even have like a whole bunch of talent at the top either. Um, So I look through this roster and say, quarterback is an unknown, a total unknown DTR could take a step forward, um, or he could continue to make the same mistakes he's been making for a couple of years. Tight ends are an unknown, but a a step back from last year. The offensive line is one of the worst offensive lines in the Pac-12, maybe the worst offensive line in the Pac-12. The running backs don't scare me in in terms of running the ball. Demetric Felton, I mean, he, he probably... Took more snaps as a receiver than a running back last year. I'm actually gonna pull that up as well, just because I'm curious. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I see when I see this offense. Then the receivers against this secondary. I know that the Buffs are starting a freshman, and UCLA might look at that and say, "Oh, we got them," and and maybe that's just like all about perspective. But from my perspective. If they're putting KJ Trujillo on the bench, that freshman's going to be pretty good. And the receivers that UCLA has, I mean, it's not like you're playing USC or... I don't know. I, I don't think that this is a, a a top half of the Pac-12 receiving group, at least on paper. Okay, so I was wrong. Demetric Felton definitely took more snaps at running back than in at receiver. It's also kind of crazy looking at I mean, he did play quite a bit of receiver, but this is a weird tangent. But he was also uh, their kick returner, and he played 71 kick return snaps last year. How does a team—so, So like, week four, I'm not sure who they played, but whoever UCLA's opponent was kicked off to UCLA 11 times. Oh, I wonder if punt returns are, fat, are counted in there. I don't think so. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, But yeah, that's what I see from this UCLA offense. It's totally kind of missing its identity. And the big caveat is, you know, this is year three for Chip Kelly. It's easy on the outside to say, it doesn't look like there's any talent. This offensive line has no depth. There's basically no depth anywhere. Like they really don't seem like they have any sort of running back outside Demetric Felton, but he's like a third down back. So maybe he has his guys in there and they're all just guys that went under the radar and all that kind of stuff. But I just am not scared of this offense. Um, Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me in a week, but that's what I see. Um, You know what? Let's just leave it there. Uh, We'll jump back in with the defense tomorrow. What else is coming tomorrow? Uh, Talking to Carl Durrell tomorrow. I think that'll be the only time we talk to him this week um, before the Buffs play UCLA. Uh, So yeah, uh, talk to him uh, and then I'll come back and talk to you and we'll go through this defense. Really excited. Really excited. We got some cool things on the way. Stay tuned to this podcast and I'll let you know more about those and uh yeah five days four days uh pretty cool really exciting uh hope to see a whole lot of brendan rice really hope to see a whole lot of brendan rice you know it's it's a weird thing where it's like i'm a reporter so i i try not to like pick favorites but when you go through like an entire recruiting cycle and you watch like the highlights of all the guys and you're like okay Brendan, please, 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 please pick Colorado. And then there's like the the week where he uh, he was going to announce his commitment. And then it turns out he doesn't because he's still like working on the video or whatever. And then a week later he commits and it's Colorado. And you're like, oh, wow, this is for real. And then you're just like, okay, don't blow this. Hold on to this man till signing day. And then it happens. Uh, I don't know. If you guys have any free time, if you guys are too hyped about the buffs to stop thinking about them, get on YouTube and just Google like Brendan Rice freshman highlights because it's pretty crazy. Um, and also if you want, look at his senior highlights too, because it's even more impressive. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for today. Oh, I didn't check for any questions or any comments. I'll get to those uh, tomorrow. We'll get through more of those. Um, I haven't said this in a couple of days, I don't think, but uh, if you guys have any thoughts, any questions, anything like that, feel free to leave those in the comment section on the post for today's show at thedmvr.com. The way it works is uh, you go to the website, thedmvr.com. There's like a little tab up at the top. It says podcast. Click on that. Or I think you only have to hover over it. And then a little like mini tab comes up and it's all the different podcasts. And you find buffs on there. Click on that. um, And then like up at the top of the page that that'll bring you to will say like... uh, Christian Gonzalez is a start or the bus released their first depth chart of the season, you know, whatever I end up calling this podcast and you click on that, scroll down. There'll be a little comment section, your comment, your comment there, your question there. And, uh, I will get to all of those tomorrow. I think that there are a couple that are backed up too. now that I think of it. Um, so yeah, do that. And I will see you guys tomorrow. When there will only be four days until Buff's game day.
0: I think they like my Colorado sway, cause when a minute it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when no minute it go, you know I'm acting bad. they get the books with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado yeah. Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And boat is where we stationed, patiently awaiting Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. And you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. <laughs> and Cause when a minute play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Holly Gilles books with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado Colorado sway My Colorado Sway, when a minute play, I don't, really, I don't really know just how to act. And when a minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bus with my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Mine, I swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway.